winds of uh, what type? Where the, where the winds take us? Where the winds take us? Are there <sighs> sails? I the all of the winds have names. There's the zephyr. Yeah. And then the other three. Oh, I've got winds. Do you know the other winds? No, what are you talking about? Like, there's like the oh, like the, that like one is called the ooh, zephyr. Ooh, ooh, it's where you look at like an old map and you've got that woman going. Okay, do not blow into the microphone. But you know what I mean. The zephyr is a soft, gentle breeze. I thought I thought that like every wind direction had a name. Hold on, northeast, south, or west. I guess, but is that all? Cardinal direction. Wind direction names. Okay, so wind direction names. North. All right, that's <laughs> that's what it East. is giving me. I might be wrong about mm-hmm. this. I thought that there was like, like the what is the West Wind name? Starboard. Did I dr- Zephyr? Zephyr is the West Wind. Oh, here they are. All right, the North Wind Favonius, the South Wind Eurus, the East. No Eurus. Oh, no, no. I've got this wrong. Sorry. Boreas is the north wind. Favonius, the south wind. Sorry, girlies. Uh, wait, hold on. Favonius sounds like a silly kind of girl. I, uh, yeah, but Boreas, she takes her job a little too seriously. Um, Eurus is the east wind and Zephyr is the west wind. This is in Greek mythology. See, Zephyr I, sounds cool. Eurus sounds like they Zephyr, would they would kind of have an issue with their body odor, but we don't want to tell them. All four of these girly pops are like equal in my eyes, I guess. But like, why did Zephyr get famous? Like, I know everybody knows about a zephyr and like a I have zephyr n- this. I don't know what you're talking You've about. You've never heard of zephyr? Like a zephyr? I mean, I've heard. Z-E-P-H-Y-R. I mean, I've heard of the term, but I've never connected it back to like a wind. Because guess what? I don't like making up words. I don't for think For things a, that already it's a, exist. It's not a made up word. And also, welcome to the etymological sign. All words are made up, you know? <laughs> welcome to Sage, <laughs> Merriam Webster. No, but. Yeah. Mary Ann. What are we Webster. talking about? Oh, the winds. Yeah. Zephyrs, winds. It's windy. The Windy City. The Kansas windy City. city. Uh, we're, we're the, the owl has come to roost. Does. <laughs> That's not an owl sound. Does does Kansas City, if the Windy City is Chicago, does Kansas City have like... Oh, a- let me tell you. Kansas City is the Windy City because I'm in it. Okay. Every single episode. What's so wild is that Spotify has released on the Spotify <laughs> platform for consuming podcasts. If you are listening on Spotify now, I see you. But the... <laughs> Into your home. They um, <laughs> definitely... Yeah, close your blinds. <laughs> the, it's like something where you can like scroll through our episodes and it'll give you like a little preview or something about each episode. And all of them are just you doing a series of like being related fart jokes in okay. like every okay. episode right. well, in like the first five minutes that one came in at 250 all right maybe 245 hey. i'm saying is like a, a slight embargo an infarto if okay you will all right we don't have room on the wall between, I know, we're, between the mammometer, the gagometer, the Nikki Blunskometer, the the Edna Term Bladometer, between uh, what, what else? What else? We track a lot more than that. The uh, the number of times that I swallow on mic, the number of we times that was out. Yeah. Um, so I, all I'm saying is we've ran out of counters and we've ran out of counter space. I am trying to find like, does Kansas City have a nickname? City Fountains. Oh, duh. The Which City is a weird Fountains. thing. I feel like. I, and it feels not true. I don't think that I see a lot of more fountains in, in any other city. I right? see fountains. Do you? I see Ward Parkway. I see the. But is that like, don't all cities have fountains like that? What if somewhere in the Kansas City city limits, there's like an underground room with like 10,000 fountains down there? You is know? that just how they're But like, like they're, they're little teeny tiny. And we, it's, it's a technicality. We have to keep the record. Yeah. Everyone's like, we must keep it. We've got, we've got like, uh, we've got, there's like Gary, Indiana that's like trying to take the crown from us right they're like coming up on like number uh, coming up on us numbers wise you know we've invested a lot we've invested a lot of money actually into that branding and into that marketing and i think it would be embarrassing if somehow we lost that title all right all right all right all right all right all right right. like it's on like our 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 our, our seals be like it it's on our like uh man flag it's on the flag yeah it's it's on our signs it's on the logo why is kansas city called the city of fountains Uh, outside of rome 
I see. I've heard that. We fact. have. I've heard that. The fact. most mountains. Go, yeah, I've heard that. Is it per capita or is it just sheer number? I fundamentally think that that is just a statement that is not true. <laughs> I've I, never. It's only been something that's ever told to me. I've never seen it like recorded anywhere. I've never looked into it, but like it, it never in passing, I've ever, I've ever seen like references or any type of like source that's like i counted all of the fountains in rome and kansas city kansas city wins per capita yeah but i mean when you have a limited data set it's you know we can draw conclusions are they going to be good conclusions no but we could draw some conclusions i don't even i see i'm struggling to find that online i don't know i can't even i don't even i won't even anyway i what do you think about the word shant wrong there's really a reason that we don't say that as a society like i'm i'm even thinking about going back and bleeping that the it's it's a it's uh, oh. it's just an offensive what about sounding the word won't word. won't is fine won't I, can't what does won't stand for will uh, listen why I'm is not, there a no I'm not in here it? i'm not here to defend contractions you know that i am an anti-contraction. I, I know you're contractually obligated. I'm con- <laughs> okay. All right. The thing I'm sitting over here. Is, is it sounds like another word sometimes that, that uh, with which it's several letters. And I don't think that's what? appropriate. Contraction. Shant. Shall not. The, it just sounds like a bad word. It sounds what? Like, like word fun, phonologically. What word are you talking about? Absolutely. You are not going to goad me into I'm not goading you. I just even if you whisper it to me off mic, I I don't know what word you're talking How about. How do you not know? Shant? Shant. We're not playing this game, Garrett. Get off the topic. I'm read the cue cards. I just like can't figure out what words you're talking about. <laughs> All right, well, the word you're trying to like refer to me to is like baked bean or something like that. Baked bean. I don't know. Like it just whatever. I feel like whatever word you throw at me, I'm gonna be like, no, just one bean. Yeah. You know what Baked I tried? Beans. Oh my gosh. Do you know what I tried the other day? British beans on toast. British. What is a British bean? British beans. British beans. No. no. Uh, <laughs> British beans on toast. Um, specifically, they're the Heinz baked beans and tomato sauce. Um, they come in a uh, in an oddly stylish uh, cerulean colored can. Oh, kind of a turquoise. Heinz, a yeah. And it's got to and it's got to be Heinz. It's got to be Heinz, mama. It's got to be Heinz. This is kind of a sleigh design. It's got gold on it. Oh yeah. The beans are like dripping out of the logo. Yeah. It looks <laughs> delectable. Uh, I I want to I, I have an idea. Remind me to talk about the black beans in the desktop computer video. Um but like <laughs> I don't think I want to hear that one. <laughs> uh but I basically they're they're just baked beans and tomato sauce they're not sweet they just kind of taste beanie you put them on toast and true brits true british patriots also put like um they also put like cheese and like all of this other stuff and you know what i live very close to a world market and i went to the world market the other day as in a couple weeks ago and i tried it and you know what i think they're onto something beans on toast i like the beans part of that I'm not a fan of the toast. I, you know, I'm like, just put them in a bowl. No. Uh, yeah. Put them on a jacket potato. Uh, I think that you're just like, you're just kind of, you know, um, circling the point Dream? on this one. Oh. No. Which is that uh, just have baked beans. Just go make a full blown thing of delicious no, but I like baked that beans. They, but I like that they make it a thing. Like it's like the beans. Cause I don't ever feel like baked beans are the star. I think that maybe that's just a shift in your perspective because baked beans are amazing and are typically the star for me. Get your oh, what are sorry. You pointing at sorry, me? I was. I, what, what, what do you? What do you? What do you? What I point? was. I had a point. Okay, it was and, on my finger. All right, and I was just letting you know that it was there. Okay. Um, I was really ready to get mad at you. All right, and I don't remember what you said. Because I was focused I on I, how full of emotion I, I, I was. I stand behind everything I said. Baked beans are delicious. I'm just saying. And our superstars. Maybe they're the star in my heart, but I do feel like culturally, give them their give them their uh, their oats. What's give them their flowers? Their daisies? Is it flowers? Give this, them this their is, roses. I shan't give know them the their peonies. Give her her pearls. What are you trying to say? There is a phrase you, that's okay. like give give this person their noun, and it's like give them the recognition they need. I'm pretty sure they're beans. Give them their beans. Give I, them their beans. Yeah, and let them 
bake them. Let them eat bean. I I think that the French Revolution probably could have been completely avoided if she had just said, let them eat beans. If they chop my head off, listen, the, the, the tiny little spark that would be created when the guillotine hits my neck, the thick, coarse hairs, it would have caused an explosion. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Who are we? What do we do? Well, I'm Jackson Bollinger. And I'm Karen Wagner. And this is No Crumbs, the podcast that ate, where we discuss iconic food brands, their histories, uh, their effect on culture, their effect on us, and mm-hmm. how they live in our memories, uh, mm-hmm. past, present, and future. How they live in our memories, in our house, <laughs> in, uh, and how they control us you and guide what? us towards a brighter future. How they live in our cupboards. Yeah. You ever say cupboards? Cupboard. Isn't that wild? It's not just C-U-B-B-A-R-D-S, cupboards. It's cupboards it's this my, whole time. It's my pantry. I don't have a pantry, but I do have the separate house where I keep all my food. But the, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. The, and the, it's all a walk-in fridge. Yeah, it's all a, it's a great big long canoe that you have out on the lake that you just occasionally like row it. Like you hoist it and you've got a long rope. You just keep them under a tarp. Yes, and? Love that. <laughs> I love that Ariana song. What? Oh. Yes. Do you want to know something and that is interesting? I don't know. I have never. I still haven't heard that song. I, 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 it's not like a song I'm going to go listen to. Say that. Say that with your chest. I did. Yeah. I, I, I haven't listened uh, to it. I'm singing for my chest now. I haven't. Uh, I can hear. I can hear the strain. I know. Uh, <laughs> I haven't listened to it, but I keep finding my Instagram reels are giving me yes. And like, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting like three seconds of the song and it's a catchy three seconds, but it hasn't driven you to go seek out. Takes a lot. Grande. It takes a lot to drive me to do anything. Remember you when know? her brother was on, was that celebrity Frankie? Yeah. Celebrity big brother. I don't know. I don't watch the big brother franchise. I don't either. I, that's not, that's not my type of reality TV. I'll tell you what I've been watching, which is, I believe it's like total wipeout or extreme wipeout. It's is one, it the of one the, where there's the big red balls and they yes, have to absolutely, like oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, okay. Bear, bear after with you, me, bear I, with me. I need to tell you lore after this. Absolutely. So I, I'm so worried it has to do with the Xbox connect, but the, um, I'll tell you, Laura, about that then. <laughs> the, it is the first season on Hulu of like, again, it's like Total Wipeout or Wipeout Extreme. It's British and it's like in 2006, I want to say. And it's kind of when that show was pretty early on and they don't have the obstacles balanced. If you're unfamiliar, it's like an mm-hmm. obstacle running show where people have to run through this course and make it to the end in a, in the shortest time wins essentially. And there's a lot of those shows out there. Like a Netflix has a show called the floor is lava. Super fun. Everybody's like solving the puzzles and it's, you know, it's physical and they're like, they're doing stuff and it's, it's really balanced. You know, mm-hmm. this show is not that it is so grueling. These poor contestants are just suffering. They, the course is so hard okay. that they, like, almost no one's completing it. And they just have stuff that's like swing on a rope and you slam into this wall. Oh. It's just, and they have this, this is, mud that's so viscous. This is a genre of television that like, is it reality TV? I guess it's too real. Cause it, but it, it's like this and like Ninja warrior girl. Ninja Warrior, Girl. I think they balance. Girl. I've got an opinion about Ninja Warrior. Can I, oh, sorry. I've got more lore to reveal to you, which is <sighs> which is when I was in the sixth grade. Yes. I faked an illness for a month. In order to? Stay home. Well, okay. Because, because my mother listens to this podcast, I have to clarify. I missed three days of school because I was sick. And then I started getting anxious about going back to school. So instead of just saying, oh man, I'm going to bite the bullet or whatever, I decided to continue to fake being sick for a full month. Right. It was an elaborate scheme in which I would set alarms to wake me up at like five in the morning to like go stand in the bathroom for a while, then go wake up my dad and be like, dad, I'm sick. Um, they took me to the doctor. They like, oh, they tried Garrett. to force me to go back hey, Garrett, to school. Garrett, people listen to this show. I feel like I have to remind you this every week. Okay, guess what? I graduated. I graduated. Anyway, part of the, there was a, there's a big part of, that is a recurring nightmare I have where I didn't actually graduate. That someone's going to come and say like, oh, by the way. All of your degrees are invalid. All of them. Um, The domino effect. Uh, But I remember a big part of my faking that illness was uh, staying home and watching American Ninja Warrior and the Japanese Ninja Warrior. Absolutely. And thinking in my delusional, like, 
11 year old mind, I could do that. And I'd eat. I would eat it up. I would eat that course up. I, I mean, it's so, so good. It's really, really good. I am. I'm friends with someone who is in the American Ninja Warrior verse who I think most of her role recently was to test the different obstacles and things like while they were developing them for their course, which is so cool. So that shows me the Ninja Warrior is at least trying to balance these obstacles. But when I when I'm saying that, like Wipeout was literally like, OK, here's a wall that you have to cling to with a bunch of uh, like automated boxing gloves that will punch you in the mouth oh, and the crotch oh. until you fall into this mud like it. And then they had these big balls, the big red balls. Yes. Oh, I'm aware. And then you, no one could do that. No, you like impossible. get stuck in between the ball and like the ball holder. Absolutely. Like people would just like bounce through it and it, it just was wild. So, um, when I was around that same era, actually as okay. me faking uh, an illness, you're really into these competitive shows. I, oh, there was a game on the iPad. All right. That was based on the Ninja Warrior show. And I think it, or not Ninja Warrior on the total, total drama, Wipeout, whatever. And I, I knew that game in and out. In and out. I got, I had every skin unlocked. I had every level done. I had the high score. I played probably over a hundred hours on, on that wipeout iPad game. Interesting. I, my connection in my memory connection. is the Xbox connect. Do you remember that? I, on the Xbox mm, I 360. Didn't, I, I didn't have an Xbox. What I had it, a Wii. What it was, I was different and quirky. What it, well, we all know that, but it, what it was is it's like a little camera that would like track your movements mm -hmm. and then you would, you know, it's like the dawn of like yeah. just dance and stuff yeah. and things like that where it, Bill Gates had a live feed to me dancing. I mean, basically, yeah, it, it was like a heat seeking camera. It was really advanced for the year that it came out i'm thinking about it now i'm like oh my gosh that was something else but there was a it wasn't like wipeout but there was a game that like came with the connect and you had to just like do something similar to that where you were doing different types of like jumps and there was a section where you're just like running in place and i would just go oh like i was in the, I, I, I was training for something this reminds me of uh we fit and you know what? I don't want to talk about the trauma associated with that game because uh, I, I, I escaped it. It was not in my legitimately. Life. I have trauma associated with Wii Fit and uh, and uh, some of the processes on it. But there was a there was a, a game on the Wii Fit where you wouldn't. It was it was where you'd run. You'd go for a run, right? And on the little pad thing? No, you wouldn't You wouldn't okay, run on the okay, pad. Okay. You do yoga, and let me tell you, my tree pose, unmatched. Okay. Unmatched. Um, now. Right now? Don't. I saw you want to do it. I saw it in your eyes. I don't, I don't really That's want what I it. thought. I don't really want to see it. Back down. Is, it, is the tree pose the one where you just have your leg up on your other leg? Yeah, it's like where you make like a four. How hard is that? I mean, you just got to balance. It's tracking your balance. You, can't, you just stand you can't the quiver, You can't quiver and quake, you know? You just stand up while you do it? Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing else. No, I mean, okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It can't be that hard, right? Now stand up straight. Now hold that for 30 seconds. Okay. Oh, look at you wiggle. I'm wiggling. And you wobble. Than I thought. You know what? I, uh, I, I recently visited my mother who has a, 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 what are those balls that you stand on? The, the, the oh. bocce balls or whatever. No, no, no. It's a half ball. Yeah. Right? It's called a uh, both Bosu, both sides a bo uh, up. Bosu ball. Yes. And I am actually able Why to. Why do I, I drop the that I've done physical therapy? I <laughs> can stand on the Bosu ball and do a tree pose. I really want a Bosu ball. I went to a party I can also recently. do uh, 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 Warrior, what is it, Warrior 3, where it's like in yoga where you, you know like don't know. put, you know put like your arms up and then your leg back. The only thing is that I have a really good balance, and it's because of uh, the Wii Fit game. Anyway, where I was going with that is they had a running game. And uh, similar to your experience with the Kinect, you would just sort of, what you were supposed to do was run in place with the remote in your hand. Um I bypassed that system because that was way too slow and I wanted to beat records. So you've, I found that you could sit on the couch with the remote on your hand, in your hand and just like wave it back and forth really fast. And your little me would sprint. Oh, and guess what? I was zooming. And if you went fast enough, there's like a little dog that would take you on an alternate route. And I didn't do the, I didn't achieve the point of the game, which was to be moving, to be active, to be we fit, to be we fit. And, and you know what? I, I beat we fit, but I wasn't any fitter for it. You can beat we fit. No. Okay. 
but well, I did pretty good at it. Okay. I, you know, I think out of the Wii games, I, Wii Sports really had human society just playing. Like when the Wii came out, oh, everybody yeah. was bowling. Everybody was bowling and playing tennis on earth. Like yeah. everybody. Was. I was a baseball girl. You like baseball was fun. I have Wii Sports Resort. We should play Wii Sports. Well, I've seen you take it too seriously, actually. Never mind, because we have Don't played it. Don't ask me to I, play you in a video game. You, you I have, will get mad. I will. Well, I, I don't get like rage quitty turn off the console mad. at Wii Bowling, actually. But I, clear. I, I, don't, right now. I don't take video games lightly. I take them very seriously, one might even say. so. Okay, well, yeah. that's fine. Well, I want to talk about something unrelated to everything we've been talking about tonight, Yeah, which is typically how this podcast goes. Uh, I was yeah. very excited to cover this because I think it's just an interesting idea, a good concept, if a you will. A thought experiment. Uh, it, it's something that just, you know, it's still around i don't know it's hamburger helper we all know hamburger helper hamburger as it is known now as just helper but i will not what i don't watch her have a vegan option i'm gonna i'm no i don't know about that but the i don't don't have it but the definitely i will be the Title of the episode will be Hamburger Helper because everybody still thinks that it's called that, even though it's no longer yeah, called that. If you put out an episode that was just called Helper, you know how many streams no we get? No one would know what it was. Zero. We no. get zero streams. Nobody. Nobody would listen. Anyway, so tell me your history of Hamburger Helper. I actually, Hamburger Helper has kind of like a little sweet spot in my heart. So um, when I was in elementary school, so when I was in kindergarten, let me adjust myself. When I was in kindergarten, um, my mom went back to school and, you know, she, we lived in Jewel County, which is in the very North central part of the state. And my mom, um, went back to school near Wichita, which is like a good four hours away. So my, I didn't get to see my mom very much during the week. She lived, I mean, basically halfway across the state during the week and then would come home to be with us on the weekends. And so my, my dad was in charge of doing a lot of the cooking and, the amount of hamburger helper that man went through. Cause it, I mean, it was very, it was really simple. You would just take a pound of ground beef. Oh yeah. And then you would add it to whatever it was. Oh yeah. And, um, you would have dinner for the night. And oh, I remember yeah. specifically there was, there were, and I'm salivating thinking about it. Um, cheesy hash browns. Oh, you know her? I don't. Cheesy hash browns. That was like just, that was that was the good hamburger helper. That was the like. Not only do we get crispy, crunchy hash browns, but we get like a like a. I I don't want to call it a cheese sauce because it doesn't taste. Like I mean, cheese. It, it, they called it a cheese sauce more but, or less. Yeah, and, and we would we would have two options. We would either add ketchup to it or Worcestershire sauce to it. Oh, and um, that was always just such a special night. And then there were other types of hamburger helper that weren't quite as much my favorite, but. Uh, specifically like that food holds uh, i mean i probably had it three nights a week growing up Interesting. It w- i had that, it a lot i mean it's really good and th- back then it had and to this day still has kind of a variety of stuff that you can do with it and then you know when i was growing up i think that this hamburger helper was a more or less infrequent but i think of it as i i've developed a habit that i get from my father either by genetics you know nature versus nurture whatever it is which is that i there's a lot of specific meals that are like habitual necessity cook the meal i'm gonna put tabasco all over it like scrambled eggs absolutely tabasco all over it and hamburger helper was an exclusive like okay well tabasco's going on this all over it type of meal to me and i i mean just you know kind of the familial bottle of tabasco coming out and it was almost something that i was excited to be cooked because i'm like oh well I'm just going to eat a bunch of Tabasco on yeah. top of all this. You know me and hot sauces. Yeah. Our, our torrid history and yeah. uh, my inability to eat them at the moment. But it it is definitely, I think, a, a fun food brand. It's still relevant today. And I think it's emblematic of a lot of different pieces of what we love about food brands. So let's, let's dive into the history just after the following break. Do you remember American Idol when they would be like... We'll we'll tell you the results yeah. after five more commercial breaks. Don't touch that remote. We'll the, be right back. You ever try to call in? My no. family was real into American Idol. We would oh try my to gosh, vote. absolutely. We would be no. calling in. My to family. Vote. Here's the thing. My family. We they did not watch anything with me. 
music, no musicals, really? no American Idol, really? nothing. It was just Pawn Stars <sighs> in our house. American. Well, first of all, Pawn Stars. As I didn't watch that as a child, but as an adult, I'm like, I like, I like oh, this. I oh yeah, get it. But the American Idol, I, re- I have so many memories of just like sitting on hold dialing the number over and over again just trying to get through the busy signal to vote for like as far as i was concerned the people i wanted to lady gaga wasn't on there i didn't have anything to do with it she uh did she was on an episode i mean well i'm she wasn't a contestant well of course not that's what i mean anyway but some people would sing her songs every now and then i would go oh well i'd say well not her she what did she sing she sang um edge of glory on a cliff i believe was that uh, mm-hmm. was that on american idol I think that was the episode she hosted. And then I remember she gave somebody advice and the guy didn't follow the advice. Like, <laughs> you should have listened to her. That's my favorite. You should have listened to Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that she knew any better. All right. Break time. Break. And we're back. Welcome back from the break. I hope you had a productive break, even though yeah. we take a much longer time than the few seconds yeah. that it <laughs> yeah. that you get from not hearing our voices. I, I took some time to do some differential equations to um There's no way to you know how to do differential No, do I no, some, I'm ending the bit. To can do, you do differential equations? To do some light philosophy reading. No, can you do differential equations? No. Answer the question. Can to you do differential read equations? My radioactive notebooks. I feel like you're avoiding the question. Can you do differential equations i can do calculus is that what differential equations is i don't think so okay so no can you do calculus yeah i took pre-calc i don't know if i ever took calc i took calculus on accident like in college no Uh, well high school doesn't math doesn't count well i mean it was for college credit then it counts it's ap calculus mama how would you get on the test uh not good oh i got i got a three Uh, that's fine yeah i i would have got a b equivalent in in two in two semesters but you know what i so the story behind that is i misread my uh class requirements for my college major and i was like oh i'm just gonna knock out some stuff really quick and like if there's a math thing i want to do it in high school because i'll have a better class size and then i thought it said pre-calc and calculus but it was pre-calc or calculus and so i took calculus for no reason and i hated every second of it interesting well read the fine print you know what you needed you needed some hamburger help Burr. so the hamburger assistance to take us back to the world that hamburger helper was in are you done the early the early 1970s the late 1960s really the early 1970s there was something going on. Oh, it's recent. It was a little bit of, there was some high inflation going on. There were multiple oil crises that occurred in 1973 and 1979. There were some droughts that affected crops and cattle feed was okay. disrupted. I'm sorry. The way that you're describing this is like, you are really like, it's like you're describing the kingdom of Hyrule, right? Did it, the kingdom of Hyrule it, have issues with OPEC? Well, maybe but it's like it's like the land was barren and evil ruled the oh, earth i don't know of and evil. among from the gloom one hero rose to do you want me to list some positive things about the 1970s discotheques Jim you know Carter. peanuts peanuts man you know with peanut the man <laughs> Yeah, but there were good things about it. But one of the bad things about it was beef got expensive. All of these things kind of combined. So true. Really affected the beef industry. And so that people were like mad about the inflation and were like protesting at times, talking about how like beef was getting real expensive and it was just getting hard to buy food. And so 1971 comes around and a little woman by the name of Beatrice Crocker, just kidding, Betty Crocker. Crocker's not a real person, but we can get into that later. Don't, She's an amalgamation don't, of like. Don't even talk to me about Betty Crocker. Okay, 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 I okay. know it all. General Mills. I'm not telling you. I'm telling the audience. General Mills, the famous war general. Again, that's not real. General Mills, the company. I'm gonna get it out. <laughs> general Mills. Got any more? One-liners? Go yeah. ahead. No, I mean, I do. I just came up with like five. So General Mills came out with through their Betty Crocker brand in 1971 
to address rising meat prices. Meatflation. They designed a few different products under the name of Betty Crocker uh, to create, you know, meals that would allow you to use a small amount of beef with like some type of dehydrated carbohydrate noodles, typically of different types. And then they would try to, they, they were boxes, they were branded as Betty Crocker, and then they absolutely flopped. There was something that just wasn't going right with it because everything else was there. It was, you know, you're stretching your beef. You're you getting more mileage out of a pound of beef, which is what they wanted to do. Yeah. But then uh, people just weren't loving it. So they, they discontinued those. And then an employee, Marjorie Johnson, said, you know what? I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. It is the fact that those boxes required you per the directions to use multiple skillets and pots making your thing and like what's the point of an easy meal if you have to do like the same amount of dishes afterward she's as, speaking as if you, with if you, the like, voice of the people absolutely if you there's no difference it doesn't solve anything so she's like no we're gonna come out with something else and it's all gonna be able to be contained within one thing. Mm-hmm. You're making a dinner for your that family. Thing, my mouth. One pound of beef, maybe a little milk, maybe a little water, one Hold on. deep skillet pan situation. You know what's crazy is that we add milk to things. I know. Like a like a hot meat dish we're adding milk well i mean it it becomes a cheese sauce but not to defend not to milk defend oh sorry go ahead 1971 hamburger helper hits the market one pan hamburger one pound of beef that's all you need to feed your family and so again the idea is you are creating a meal that takes one pound of beef and could feed a family of four or five or maybe even six yeah pretty inexpensively and so you're just getting more mileage for the meat more mileage for your protein Mm -hmm. in a time where it is more expensive and so that's kind of where the idea of like helper comes from it's like i'm gonna help you deal with your hamburger situation hamburgers too expensive i'll help you with that it's kind of a genius name good alliteration everything's looking good so it took off like the beef equivalent of hotcakes, right? So if you're unfamiliar with Hamburger Helper, it it comes in a box. It features a dried carbohydrate, typically noodles. It features a couple of different powders that when combined with meat juices and water and milk will create different types of sauces, typically cheeses. Mm -hmm. And so you get like this really cheesy type of pasta-y situation with your beef. So in the 70s, obviously it took off rapid growth, expansion, and General Mills was then starting to experiment with maybe a couple of different flavors, adding more, expanding the line, experimenting a little bit. And then they decided, you know, late 70s, we need we need a little guy. This is the era. Oh, this is where that creepy glove ab- hand comes absolute. in. This is the era where you need a little guy. What's his name? His name was originally Boris. known as the Helping Hand, but he would become... No, I don't like that. Oh, but he does have a name. Just take it. Just throw four more, three more guesses out. He's he's a he's a cantrip. Uh, so I cast Mage Hand, and uh, I'm not gonna rescue you on your D and D references. <laughs> I, uh, the, all right, so so just it, it's uh, it's yeah, uh, Harry. It's related to hands. Two ha- more guesses. Thumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, whoa. Uh, All right, I'll just Palmer. That would be good. Palmer. It's lefty. (laughs) How was I supposed to get that? I don't know. You weren't supposed to get it. Okay. Lefty is a four-fingered smiling glove. Only four? I know. It's not. Have you ever looked? Does he have like one of the fingers missing? Like is it like chopped off in like a freak knife? I thought it was a Mandela effect when I was researching this episode. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy had five fingers the Mm -hmm. whole time. But apparently I've just been misremembering it. It's been four fingers. And they're all thumbs. Four fingers, a little button red nose, two little eyes. And he would just kind of show up in the commercials and talk about like. Crest. Hamburger Helper helps you make more out of your hamburgers. And then I'll sing a little song. Does he have a mustache? No. Oh, I do. (laughs) FYI. Are you the Hamburger Helper? I am not Lefty the Helping Hand from Hamburger Helper. Okay. You can't prove that. I've just never seen you guys in the same room together. You know, you're bringing up some good points. Actually, no, no, no. I I have. He was at that party. He was there. Michael Jackson's glove was there. <laughs> Dad, stop streaming. 
get off. <laughs> anyway, Garrett's referencing some of the weird ads I've been getting on Facebook. Yeah, some of the weird don't join posts. quilting groups on Facebook. <laughs> we covered this last episode, but I'm getting some fun ones this week. All right. So in the late, uh, as the eighties go on, they start to expand the proteins. Everybody we're looking at tuna helper. Oh my God. We're looking Stop. at. Stop chicken helper okay no shut up you know but you want to you're more of a tuna helper i had tuna helper growing up tuna i've never had tuna helper well i don't know if it was actually tuna helper or if it was so many ripoffs hamburger helper was immediately like ripped off like craft food was after them the whole time something in my child subconscious is well i'm pretty sure we had tuna helper but also like a, a food that was very similar to a hamburger helper type of meal was we would always have macaroni and cheese and then we would add a can of tuna to it. Ew. That actually I, was so good. I am not a fish person. I love I am a, tuna. I, Get me a can of pickle relish, I know. a can of tuna, and a big old jar oh, of Miracle Whip, oh, mama. Oh, no. Oh, yikes. I... Ever, you know, just a quick little, you know, vegan talk moment, which was going vegan was pretty easy for me because I just don't really like meat. It's not something that I ever like really enjoyed. And I'll tell you what bottom of that list was fish. I I'll go get sushi and just like vegan sushi at places and I'll just see the sushi come out. And I'm not like a judgy. Ve- well, that's a lie. But I I ugh, mm. I just don't like fish. I don't oh, see. I have something that like a vegan dish is like replicating the flavor of fish. I'm like, why do I want this? Yeah, it's worse. I, I like it. You know, I, I I've always really liked canned tuna. And I mean, like we would even have like salmon patties and stuff growing a up. Salmon patty. My great grandma would have it. Is it like a burger? Yeah, it's a little burger patty. Out of salmon. Mm-hmm. How? A little salmon cake. Upper class. No, uh, not really. Is it salmon a fancy fish? Uh, I mean, th- th- this was like this was like not fancy. I don't I don't know anything about salmon fish. patties are not high class food. I, name, let's go back and forth naming all the fish that people commonly eat, and whoever uh, can't name one loses tuna, sole, salmon, mackerel. Oh, there's the one that begins with an H. Herring? Yes. Wow. Well, I said herring. You go. Uh yellowtail. Trout. Uh sardines. Mahi Mahi. Uh maybe I know more visual than I thought. Okay, sorry, I'm going through the list of RuneScape fish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we got sardines level 10. Oh no. We got trout and then we got salmon, lobsters, sharks, monkfish. Monkfish, yeah. uh, uh, sharks, um, octopus. That's not a fish. It's a cephalopod. I'm, I'm talking. We can, we can expand it to ocean-faring animals. Okay. Uh, 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 what's that uh, poisonous uh, puffer fish? Just puffer fish. Poisonous puffer fish. Mrs. Puff. I don't know. As if I look like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're done with that game. That sucks. <laughs> so That's they expanded fine. their product in the 80s, tuna helper, chicken helper. And then in the 90s, they continued to pump more di- uh, commercials going on. Pump up the jam. Pump up the jam. Pump it up while my feet are stumping. You ever stump? Is that what that's called? It's a style of dancing in the Netherlands. That's a Dutch song. Clogs. I don't think it has to do with clogging. It has to do with like... It's Belgian. Is it Belgian? It's Belgian. So I... In the 2000s, they... You got a very small country very angry with you. I know. When we have so many of our listeners are Flemish. Uh, <laughs> lied. I don't speak. How do you say I'm sorry in Dutch? Or, I don't know. Sorry. I just know you're supposed to talk like you have a potato in your mouth. That's not correct. I know how to say um, a couple of things in Dutch. I feel like I actually speak a decent amount of Dutch. That's weird. What? Why? Oh, I just started to learn it during the pandemic. Okay. It's I, useless I love, for me. I love learning a language. Uh, All I do is I listen to pop girlies from the Netherlands now. That's what mm-hmm. that has turned into. I love learning a language where literally everyone who speaks the language also speaks my and language. And would prefer to speak to me in English and yeah. not in their language. So... 
2000s, they are adding more flavors or adding more varieties. And I think we talked a lot in this podcast about what was happening in the 2000s with like healthy eating culture. So they added different um, whole grain options, reduced sodium. And let me tell you what. We're adding the sodium back in, girls. The point of getting a hamburger helper is for the sodium. I love salt. Salt, to me, is a spice. Give it to me, baby. Yeah. I... Rick, oh, you're referencing the K-pop yeah. song that references the Rick James song. <laughs> so just so, just so listeners are aware, Garrett, that's what that was. In case you're worried. Okay, so in 2013, stuff starts to happen where hamburger is helper is they drop the hamburger. Now it's just helper. Hamburger. And so there could be hamburger helper. There could be chicken helper. It's all helper. Hamburger helper was also kind of having this brand crisis where it's like beef wasn't expensive anymore and you know, <laughs> back in the, you know, if you think about the 2010s, everyone's really getting into cooking and food blogs. And that's really when the recipe we blogs. started getting a, a little bit too high on our horse. Well, yeah. a little bit too, it's uh, like too seeded in our britches. Remember 2013, 2014, you would go look up a recipe and it would be kind of interesting to see that like, oh, this person's written an entire blog post about how their grandma made cinnamon rolls. And I remember when they, my first time ever eating cinnamon rolls and my kids think that it's blah, blah, blah. And it's this whole post. And then at the very bottom is a recipe. We used to think that that was kind of fun. Yeah. And that was right around this time. And now, you know and now what? it's like, come on. I'm like, let me use like a box I next. I just like, have to. I do not oh, want to scroll through your entire blog to I get want to the say recipe before we go on. I I love this. Like, oh my grandma always made fresh cinnamon rolls and every Sunday and blah blah blah. My grandma when she made cookies would save old bread bags. Oh yeah. And then I just had like a bunch of like anytime she'd give me food was just like in an old bread bag. My grandma would do Cool Whip containers. <laughs> oh and yeah. Old butter containers. You yeah. Know, you look in that margarine. You look in that in that in that in that container of country crock. It ain't country crock. In it's, your fridge? It's goulash. Not in mine. You've seen my fridge at literally as of tonight. I know. I thought there was a, I thought that was in there. You no. A big bag. What's the bag in the fridge? My lunch tomorrow. It's a huge bag for a lunchbox. Well, I've got to give it to the girls. You know, I got to serve to the girls. You're bringing people food? I mean, I've got to serve while I'm bringing in my food. Okay. Uh, commencing I, eye roll. <laughs> I, I, let me, I also fill that bag up. So people... The, the the idea of Hamburger Helper being this thing that was helping out families was totally gone at this point. And I think Hamburger Helper had like a come to Jesus meeting. Hamburger hinderer. Yeah, where they're, <laughs> where they're like, listen, the only people that, that are funny. sincerely purchasing this and making it are just like college students and like dudes. Yeah. Like it's it, 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 it's it's just like young folks who are wanting to like whip up. I mean, they, and guess what? They ha- were right. Hamburger assistant. Yeah. They're like... You want you want some dinner? I'll be your little helper. I'll be your you know lefty's like hey I got Could you. you ima- lefty's sorry. just your roommate. Uh, I'm imagining like inviting lefty over. You know he, oh, he you don't he's helping. Know. You don't even know. Like you he's like know. helping right and he you like invite him. You don't even know in. how right you are. Lefty you know, slays. You, you're like I'm inviting so lefty side. into into the apartment and it's like that picture of Hillary Clinton like looking into. Have you seen that picture of her looking uh, so into an apartment kitchen? In this in this like uh, in this bit you're doing, you're assuming that lefty has like let select disconnect him from the common oh, yeah. man and, and that lefty shows up and he's like i don't even these people aren't feeding families with this they're uh, just making it when they're like um studying for exams at college also he sees a sink that is piled three feet high with dirty dishes because nobody's taking responsibility to clean them he looks into the fridge half of it's rotten you know like there's there is there's a, a, a cubic foot of space on that stove that is able to cook food lefty just you know he gets back in his limo and he goes what has this turned into and then yeah. he goes to the general mills office and so they rebranded to helper and then Again, when we're talking 2013, we're talking Twitter. And when we're talking Twitter, we're talking brands starting yes. to discover Twitter. Yes. We've addressed this before, which is that uh, really 2016, I think, was like the biggest year as far as brands kind of hitting their critical mass on being 
pretending to be cool on this social media. They, everybody still does it all the time. Hamburger Helper was weirdly ahead of the curve with some of their marketing. So 2013, they were they really were turning to social media. They were tweeting a lot. They were being kind of weird and edgy, which is wild yeah. because I can't stress this enough. It's just Hamburger Helper. It's just a box of dry noodles and some powder. The, the, but they the, were being like edgy and they yeah. weren't afraid to be cringe. They're online. not actually your friend. Fun fact. I don't know. I well, I'm fully ready to have a parasocial relationship with a glove. Uh, I Wouldn't hate be the to, first time. I hate to admit it. The, um, I have written fanfic about. You've got uh, hamburger helper lefty fanfic. I yeah, know it. I yeah. know it. I, I I I know you. Oh, I wonder. You know how? Um, have you ever heard of the? There's a program called C.AI or Character.AI. Is and you can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can like chat with like Sigmund Freud or like yeah. SpongeBob. Do you think or anybody's stuff? made lefty? I'm looking it up. I wanted. To, there, I don't think Lefty has said enough uh, to um, Lefty <laughs> character AI. So let me see if I can. Uh, oh no! What are you seeing? Oh no! Talk to the hand. It's, Talk to the hand. I'm clicking a link. Is it? It says Lefty, but is it really the um, the hamburger helper guy? Hold on. No, it's like from. Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Oh. I guess that's a character in Five Nights at Freddy's. I've, I sincerely have never played that game. And I, uh, I'm i sad that Lefty doesn't have one now. Let's give Lefty one. Yeah, anyway, so they really were doing social media well. And they were kind of ahead of the curve on a few things. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I just want to kind of wrap up that this was a brand that succeeded during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. Because it's a non-perishable more or less it's, it is i'm sure to agree. My there's, an, there's, an ex, the there's an expiration date on it but it's just one of those things that like you could buy a lot of it you could probably order it online and then all you really need is to go venture out and get some type of meat or some type of protein or something and so it became a really uh contender for just a lot of good options and while we were all on a lockdown and then the last little bit, General Mills sold it off to Eagle Foods in 2022. They also sell sweetened condensed milk. Sweetened condensed I milk. I believe Eagle Brands also owns Borden and Borden Dairy. That they do the uh, the the cheeses. They've got some. Uh, they've got some of those. Uh, do they do cheeses, or am I making that up? Does Borden do cheeses? I've never heard of Borden. I'm sorry, I can't really? offer input. I think they do Jesus and I'm just I'm right. I'm just going to say that I'm right about this and I'll uh, leave it in. Well, that's mm, it that's the, the history of Hamburger Helper. I've I, I have a little bit of uh, the, the reason I wanted to do this episode was to talk about you pre prepared for me a taste test was to talk about musicology. Oh, my God. And. You know that I really love music history and I really love kind of diving into areas of music that maybe I don't know a lot about. There's there are specific genres and times and music, pieces of music and artists that I've spent a lot of time researching in my life and talking about and thinking about and writing about. And, you know, many moons ago, I was a DJ. Many moons ago, I hosted radio programs about music it yeah. is my number one passion and i really like the opportunity to get into a genre that is kind of a blind spot for me what genre is it soundcloud rap are you ready for this because you'll hear about it after these messages from our sponsors actually it'll just be a normal break yeah and we're gonna take that break in 15 more minutes here we go i'm just kidding there we're going now are you a single caller give it to me baby again you are quoting the k-pop song by the oh. i believe it's the bb girls if you could name oh, don't give me that look name one other rick james song i'll venmo you a thousand dollars right now i cook cream soup all right well mm-hmm you owe me a thousand dollars. So I, I'm excited. I don't personally claim to be any type of expert on SoundCloud rap at all, or really, you know, that kind of era in hip hop. It's, it is a blind spot for me. So I really loved the excuse to dive into this complete non sequitur, except there is a connection and it's really interesting. This so is related to something you sent me earlier tonight. It, I did send you a little bit of Lil B. So who is one of the more early, folks on soundcloud um that was a real soundcloud rapper i would say but he i think the genre kind of grew beyond what he was doing so soundcloud if you're unfamiliar is a music distribution platform so in the world of like digital 
audio recording and digital music for a very long time. You know, think about iTunes. Think about, you know, how we were listening to music in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. iHeartRadio. MP3 players, iHeartRadio, Pandora, things like that. In order to get on a lot of these, you know, music distribution sites, it required a lot of kind of official connections. It required a lot of, you know, upfront capital and, you know, maybe knowing a label, knowing a distributor or, you know, really just somehow like making it happen. It was it was difficult to distribute music electronically. You know, the CD was going away at the advent of, you know, all of these technologies right the ipod nano and you know zoom and things like that in the in the 2000s and so it became hard to distribute independent music and individual music just as an artist and so the website soundcloud was an online music distribution platform a la youtube except it's just sounds right in the cloud in, in the cloud yeah. on the internet what? and so a lot of artists were and are very easily able to post music on there i mean it is free i mean you can post free stuff on soundcloud send people links people can listen to it It attracts your streams they leave comments on the track it's a really cool technology nowadays just to kind of fast forward it's it's easier than ever to distribute music across all platforms you're probably listening to this podcast on a myriad of official streaming platforms it's it's easier for creators now but back in the 2010s it was real hard and so soundcloud came around and really affected the rap community in a positive way, wherein it really allowed folks to a lot of independent artists who were a little bit skewed younger, right? Think college-ish age, are wanted to experiment, I think, a little bit more in the hip-hop world in a way in which a lot of the major labels and distributors weren't really a big fan of because it's not really, you know, status quo or it's not pushing the boundaries in the appropriate way. And so they were like, I'm just going to make a lot of music and I'm going to put it on SoundCloud. So I think SoundCloud rap probably started, I want to say like 2010 officially. Again, this is based on research. Mm -hmm. My memories of SoundCloud rap is a little bit more (laughs) blurry, but I do remember Lil B. Lil B um, based God, FYI, was uh, a pretty, he kind of, it's so hard to describe his music. It's, It's not really what we would call SoundCloud rap nowadays because it evolved the sound is very different, but it was kind of silly, goofy, interesting. You're not really sure where the line is, and it's hard to describe. I'm sure you didn't listen to what I sent to you, but it's... Uh, you sent it to me 20 minutes before I came I over. I absolutely did. We'll listen to it later, but it's it's definitely a very interesting genre of music. So it started to gain traction specifically around 2015, 2016, with a lot of artists that were covering interesting topics that I think are a little bit more taboo in hip-hop at that time, like mm-hmm. depression, angst, you know, but then also on the other side of hip hop, we're kind of SoundCloud hip hop. We're like uh, the goofy girlies who are mm-hmm. doing like this, the more tongue in cheek stuff or trying to do things that were really kind of pushing lyricism forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we have like, um, this is the era of like Lil Uzi Vert of Playboy Cardi of Juice World, you know? And so there's a lot of like emo influences specifically like Juice World. You know, it, it was a very interesting time to be, producing music and the height of SoundCloud rap from what I have found online was around 2016 when it was a really defined genre. You know, the tracks had trap elements, had punk elements, had, you know, almost lo-fi beats sometimes, a really experimental like synth beats a little bit more, even ambient at times. So it's a very interesting sound and it was so defined in 2016. Also in 2016, Brands were doing weird stuff on Twitter all the time. Nowadays, every April 1st, it is assumed that you get on X, you get on Instagram, and brands are just doing some type of stupid little stunt, right? Like some type of April Fool's prank, some type of something or other. And Taco Bell has a hot dog dispenser. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just kind of understood. But back in 2016, brands, specifically food brands, doing like an April Fool's joke or doing like a bit for April Fool's people was pretty looked, new. Well, and people looked forward to it. Absolutely. Like, people I were was, like, oh my goodness. What, I was in, pretty, what in the world, one I, might say. I was pretty interested at that time and i you know and again i still think this was kind of ahead of the curve i think 2017 2018 is really when it got big so 2016 
Hamburger Helper decided that for April Fool's Day, and they, they said it was a prank, but this I don't understand who this pranks or how this pranks anybody. They wanted to release a SoundCloud rap mixtape. Is it good? Hamburger Helper, it started on Twitter that they were like making jokes about it. And then the actual like comms team, the communication teams at General Mills at that time was like, okay, there seems to actually be like a lot of like marketability to this. We should do this for April Fools. And then someone somewhere was like, no, let's, if we're going to do this for April Fools, we're going to do it right. So somebody who like actually genuinely had a passion for this was like, no guys, like, let me, can I do this? They reached out to McNally Smith College of Music, which has uh, uh, at that time a pretty renowned hip hop department that was led by a hip hop educator named Toki Wright. He is now at the Berkeley College of Music. Oh, okay. So as someone who really knows what they're doing. And so Hamburger Helper collaborated with college students in that program, which is the exact type of era of people in hip hop, the right age group. Again, SoundCloud rap was like really right in that like 18, 19, 20 year old zeitgeist moment in 2016 and then they produced a mixtape called watch the stove kind of like a tongue-in-cheek watch the throne um parody but then the and every song is about hamburger helper right Uh um let me go through the track list i'm ready Uh, i'm ready mama let me go through the track list right now pay the uh feed the streets okay hamburger helper okay crazy Food for your soul, and then the ultimate track, In Love with the Glove. And <laughs> listen, it is just one of those things that it is a joke from beginning to end. Does and it kind of eat though? It Have you listened to it? Absolutely does. Okay. It absolutely does. And I just find that to be astounding that it's pretty darn good. I like it's, that. It's silly. Absolutely. If like you the can make a fire track out of hamburger helper. Absolutely. Girl. And it's literally just like the, there's references to the glove. There's references to like one pound of beef. It's it's it is all hamburger helper. It's it does not try to be anything but songs about this hamburger me helper. of um, I gosh, I don't know what their name is, but sometimes uh, you'll see this person. Uh, Casey Casey Freed, I think, was one of the really uh, one of the really like, uh, I think, original people on the Vine platform. Mm -hmm. And something about him was he would always make these sort of silly, goofy videos where he'd be dancing. But there was always sort of this like dot, 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 unless to all of it, because he was a really great dancer and. You could always tell that it was like, yes, this video is funny, but also this person has genuine skill yeah, and they're really good at this. And it's like kind of a joke, but also it's kind of like, I want to take this as a way to sort of get this skill of mine out. And, and I this think is the whole, this is like, yes, this is an April Fool's joke, but also like, there's a lot of talent I've like, here, mama. I've like read interviews about this and they're like, you know, we decided that we wanted this to be a thing that like showed that we were like actually all really, really good at this and that we yeah. weren't going to phone it in. And so just to kind of, there's, there's, if you go on Spotify right now, Wendy's kind of tried to do something similar to this in like, I want to say, uh, I, I'm trying to find the year right now, 2018, two years later. So there's like, if you look up at Wendy's, I think this is like, the Wendy's version of this. I didn't do that much research because it's Wendy's went the wrong direction with it, where it's all, it's all silly that, you know, rest in Greece, Twitter fingers for $4, (laughs) holding it down clowning. But they tried to make it, they tried to make it good. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. they, they really wanted it to be like, they went about it the wrong way where they really strived for making it like memeable where they wanted it to be kind of memey, but like, what if it's good type of thing? Mm-hmm. The thing with the hamburger helper with watch the stove is that they went so silly with it that it's good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it's, it's just, yeah. and it, every track is so fun and you can tell that it's just like, Oh, this eats. It's just so, I swear, so I, good. I swear I'm going to get in your Subaru and you're going to be like playing like, I don't like watch the stove or something like that. Absolutely. And I'm like, we're not listening to the hamburger helper mixtape again. I have to listen to the hamburger helper mixtape. It's really good. So I, if you, it's uh, it's out on SoundCloud, go listen to it. To quote Lisa Barlow. I love that. 
It's I love that. I love that. Speaking of Wendy's, she has a brand partnership with Wendy's right I now. Love that. Glee Watch Glee Cap. You're you're making it through Real Housewives oh, of Salt Lake City. We're in season two. Lisa Mama. has Mama. blown up on uh, Meredith and everybody. I'm chewing my way through this season. It's really a good season. It's so good and. I, I don't I don't I don't I it I, I what I don't want to have happen is I don't want to become desensitized to what it doesn't going matter on. it doesn't matter because it it this show for some reason has a really good thematic ability to continue to push different buttons for you it, it's such a well edited show mm-hmm. whoever's at the control booth for the Real Housewives of yeah. Salt Lake City on Bravo are really just understanding kind of editing with ethos editing with uh Pathos. like uh the appropriate type of story structure yeah. you know i've taken plenty of classes on documentary editing and i i will tell you what massive compliment to the people at real housewives of salt lake city mm-hmm. they're doing some good work all i'm they're saying real good work is i continue to look at heather and unfortunately go it me yeah you're <laughs> heather gay it's uh it's it's 100 true mm-hmm. We have not watched Glee in a while for the Glee Watch Glee cap. I don't know if I can. I can. I must. Okay. But we'll we'll get through. We'll, we'll, we'll get to a good point. We, Once we get to season three, we can kind of go back and forth. Season yeah. three of uh, Real Housewives. It's a great season. I don't want to watch anything season. else. It's a filler season. Season four of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is one of the greatest seasons of television. It really, it is, I... It is one thing that if you wanted me to talk about it for four hours, I sincerely, this is not a joke. I could talk about it for four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can make, you know, references, connections to historical documentaries, to the idea of cinema verite in nonfiction filmmaking. I can talk about, you know, reality television ethics. I, I, it goes on and on and on. On and on and on and on. I cannot wait to watch you watch that. All I'm saying. It's so good. All I'm saying is. Can't hive it up enough. Uh, at my job, we have, we have, uh, there's a, there's a new employee that told me, she was like, I think you'd be good on, on reality television. Of course you would. Yeah. And I, I initially took offense to that. And then I was like, you know what? Put me on the Real Housewives. Yeah. I, 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 uh, judging by the fact that I helped to produce a program that records you, I can tell you what you'll do good on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was like, you're recording me. <laughs> I, I was, I, w- I was so alarmed you, at first. I was like, what do you mean you're recording me? I follow you around. You don't see me. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm, I'm in car. Okay. I, long lens. I will say I'm a mix between probably Mary Cosby and, and Heather Gay in so much as that the amount of talking that I do to myself. I I think that uh, we were talking about songs we sing our cats, but hold on. So actually, we don't want to talk about that. That's fine. Uh, we it, can. It, no, we can't. So <laughs> to wrap up, Hamburger <laughs> Helper, uh, Watch the Stove Ooh. is a really interesting little capsule of 2016 SoundCloud rap slash brands being epic online. It's so interesting. It's well worth a listen. There were two music videos associated with it. One features like Lefty in a club getting really close to a woman. Getting crunk. It's, it's, I don't even know. I really love it. So I will leave with this. Hamburger Helper is one of those food brands that like everybody's been after her. Like Kraft came out with like Velveeta one mm-hmm. or skillets. I think it is mm-hmm. where it's, it's just Hamburger Helper. They wish they were her. They, really, they will never be they her. Never be Hamburger Cannot Helper. imitate her. No. So let me ask you this. Okay. What's on the menu this week? Oh my okay, God. Right. Well, I told you. Actually, I, yeah, it's been determined. <laughs> yeah, well, we know what's on the menu. So I had like, I had like um, two hours between getting off of work and coming here. And I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to make myself a little soup. I don't have any food in the house. Well, I mean, like I had, well, actually, I take that back. I had a lot of stuff in my house that was about to all go bad. And you know what that spells out to me? S-T-E-W, stew. So I made a sort of like Italian-esque lentil stew. It's got potatoes, carrots. Uh, it's got some peppers in there. It's got a bunch of tomatoes. It's got a bag of lentils. And then I said, you know what? I also have this broccoli that's about to go bad. So I turned my oven on and I roasted two heads of broccoli <laughs> with uh, the Trader Joe's. How charred are we talking when we're talking roasted? You know how I like my broccoli, which is crunchy. Yeah. I mean, I it was well caramelized. 
Okay. Well browned. Okay. Um, but it had the Trader Joe's Georgia se- Georgian seasoning on it, which like the country of Georgia, which is really interesting. It has marigold powder in it. I've never had that. It's very good. I'm gonna have to try it. It's very good. It sounds um, delicious. And then I was like, well, I. I can't. I need a carb here, so I made some rice. Um, so I was. What kind of rice? Hold on. I just like long grain white rice, enriched. Okay. Um, but I this sort of little tiny stew turned into. I've now made a gallon of soup. My oven is on. I'm roasting something, and I've got a second pot on the stove. Okay. Um, and now guess what? I'll be eating for the rest of the week. All. All of those things. Of those things. Yes. My menu this week is all of the leftovers from the Super Bowl. So true. A series of dips. I have had three different dips today. I finished a sugar sauce as a dip. Um, I finished a caramelized onion dip. And then I finished an almond chipotle dip today. Oh, you've given me that almond chipotle. Yeah. I drink it. It's real good. I drink it. It's delicious. Um, I made, uh, I had some hot dogs, some little weenies, some, what is it, little smokies? Little smokies, yeah. What else did I have? It's a very interesting diet for me the next few days. But, you know, I know about all the food, so I'm going to eat all the food. And yeah. then I, I've got some, and you know, you know buffalo what? chicken That's dip. Well vegan buffalo your... chicken dip, of course. All this is vegan. Can I have some of that? Like, can I have a chip? Yeah, fine. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we had, folks. That's all, folks. We will be back next week, as per usual. What's the theme next week? Just kidding. We don't plan it out that far in advance. I, but my heart dropped. <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. No, so thank you for listening. I've been Jackson Bollinger. And I've been Garrett Wagner. And this it was No Crumbs, the podcast that ate. Where do you find it online, you say? You shout it to the heavens. You don't know what to do. You can go to our website, www.nocrumbspodcast.com. Don't listen to the wizard. You can go to our social media. It's just Instagram. And that is at no crumbs pod on Instagram. I will say our social media manager has really been bugging me to make a TikTok. I've been practicing a couple dances. Are you? I can't tell if you're joking or not. And really, I'm about to do the renegade. What's the renegade? Renegade. What is it? It's a dance from TikTok. I don't have TikTok. So I... You, you have to connect me to the online world no. sometimes. Well, I don't know what that is. So uh, you can find me online, speaking of the online world, at Jax Bollinger on Instagram and nowhere else. You can find me online, kind of, at <laughs> It's Garrett on Instagram. Again, if you want to get hold of either also, of us, just go to the podcast Blue Skies page. or Blue Skies a thing again. Blue Skies a thing no, again. It's they not- open to the public. They open to the public. And are people actually doing it? I don't know. But you know what? If you want to feel you, like I know. If you want to follow me, uh, my at is just at Garrett. You, I see you got that. But spell Garrett. G-E-R-I-T. At eat. So... All right. Run and tell that. Run and tell that. Homeboy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.